0: Hey everyone, thank you for joining MIT podcast. MIT stands for Mindset Into Transformation. Uh, And if you have been listening in, you know we all about mindset. We believe mindset change every bit of your decision. And we believe that every bit of decision essentially build out to where you're at, uh, how you do things and what you can achieve. Today, I want to welcome a very special guest. She has been a good friend of mine. And she also has been doing amazing thing in real estate. Uh, and also business buying. So if you are interested in learning more about how to build wealth in real estate and how you can do in terms of business buying, this is the episode you should tune in. Alexis, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm I'm doing amazing. Thanks so much for having me, Benjamin.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, I'm so excited to have you in the the podcast today. Um, Before we get into it, let's talk about um, what should people know about you? like who you are, where you come from, and what yeah. you have done?
1: Absolutely. So my name is Alexis Morgan. Really, really excited to, to be on here today. Um, I'm 19 years old, and I've been getting into real estate since I was 18. Um, joined Sub2 with Pace Morby, made some really good connections. I started off wholesaling and still have a wholesale company. Uh, I run a team of about eight people door knocking, um, and we're doing wholesale deals, and then I also have a lending company, which we help wholesalers get their deals to the finish line, um, funding them and really lending and, and helping people get things done.
0: Fantastic. And, Alexis, if I hear you right, 19 years old. And you got started when you were 18 years old.
1: Yes, yes.
0: The past year has been crazily amazing to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been super fortunate. Um, whenever I talk to people who are looking to get started, the main thing that I emphasize is changing the people that they hang out with. You know, I think the environment that you're in has a huge impact on how successful you are. So I was very fortunate when I got started, I was in complete isolation. So I was, I was able to filter the influences in my life very, very easily. And then from that point, I kind of made very strategic decisions on who I actually wanted to influence me and who I wanted to hang out with. Now, you know, the majority of people I spend my time with, the majority of people I communicate with are making well over $10 million a year. You know, I wouldn't say I'm not there yet, but, you know, with that, with that circle of influence, it's a matter of time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I mean, if you talk to people who are doing, you know, $10 million a year, then, you know, it's going to be odd if you don't become one. Right. So, yeah,
1: Yeah, they're, they're little, you know, Um, you know, the five people that you surround yourself with are usually making within a couple, $10,000 of them.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's why people are saying your, 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 your network is your net worth, right? So, um, Alexis, uh, I would I would love to dive in more about how to get started, right? Because most of our audience, in this podcast is really about thinking about it, just learning about real estate, other than asking them to put themselves to, you know, in, in a group of people who, who can help them succeed. What are right. the advices that you would tell them?
1: Yeah, well, I think when, when you're looking to get started, you really have to take inventory of the resources that you have. When you're looking at business, there are a couple different things that you can bring to the table. Number one is knowledge. Number two is time. And the third one's money. Right. So when you look at the resources that you have, do you know anything? If you're brand new, probably not. Right. You probably don't know anything yet. Um, do you have time? Maybe. What are you doing after your nine to five? Right. What are you doing your five to nine? And then a big upside that I think a lot of W2 employees don't realize they have is money. How can I use this resource to invest in deals and get educated? I know a ton of private money lenders that get started by investing in an operator's deal, someone who has no money or they don't wanna deploy their own capital to get into a deal. And that person will actually hold the hand of the, the private money lender or the investor to show them and give them experience and give them knowledge. That's an amazing way to get started. But, you know, you have to give up something. So what you can't do is say, hey, I want to get started in real estate, but I have no time and I have no no money and I know nothing. Well, then, you know, how are you going to get started? Something has to give, right? You have to kind of choose your heart. And I think a lot of people, especially, you know, people reach out to me, they say, how can I get started? You know, how can I learn from you? And there's a lot of great resources out there, like this podcast, YouTube, I got started in YouTube, but at some point you have to sacrifice something. In order to get the the long term benefit, whether it be time or, or money, one of them has to give.
0: Love it, love it, love it. You know, uh, you 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 just hit on a lot of points, uh, and I resonate with with most. Is really about you either have time or you have money, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and to the end, you you do need the knowledge to know how to deploy your time or how know how to deploy your money. And I mean, what what you have uh, elaborate on was 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 really, you know, um, you have to know how how your uh, W2 can work for you. Either you have, you know, fun to put into deal, work with other people, or even, you know, credit, right? I mean, yeah, people who have W2, yeah. they, you can get credit, right? Yes. If, if you have knowledge, uh, you can be creative enough, there's a lot of things for you to do. And Alexis, one question that I always get uh, eight, nine years ago when I just get started was... What make you pick real estate? So I guess the same question go to you. What make you pick real estate?
1: You know, I, uh, like many others, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? And I, I realized very quickly that real estate is where all the wealthy people hang out. Business in itself is foundational. Businesses make a lot of money. They make a lot of cash flow, especially now with my knowledge of buying businesses. I understand that business is really where the return on investment is, but real estate it has, it has really one benefit and it's taxes. And there are very few people who need a tax break unless you're making millions and millions of dollars. So I didn't learn about buying businesses until later in my career, my 18 months so far, but, um, but, but real estate, I like it. And I stuck to it because I realized whether you're getting started or you're at the end of your career, for example, Bobby Castro and Sophia Castro, they sold their company for a billion and now they're getting into real estate. Whether you're getting started as a wholesaler, or you're at the end of your career, real estate is one of those things that comes full circle. You can make money in the beginning, you can make money at the very end by getting those tax breaks. So for me, I chose it because I know that this is where the most wealthy people are going to hang out. Any other industry, sure, there's wealthy people in insurance, there's wealthy people in, I don't know, any 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 industry and sector that you can name, there, there are people that have seen success, and all of them have sort of the same habits, they have the same Um, you know, psychology around how to make money and how to uh, have a smart business model, and all of them end up in real estate. So I I stuck to it because I said, okay, this is where all the wealthy people hang out. Why would I close this door? If I'm starting to get into it, I need to stick to this network and build my network here because this is where the wealthy people hang out. That's pretty much it.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I mean, right, uh, this is a clear and easy pick. Right. I mean, once you figure out where uh, what your goal is, if you want to be wealthy, look at what other wealthy people are are doing. Right. And just follow them. I was, uh, you know, talking to one of my coach um, and he was telling me that whatever you're trying to do, look at people who have achieved what you wanted to achieve. Then just ask them what need to be done.
1: Yes. That, yes, exactly. The, right. the formula is very simple. A lot of people over uh, overcomplicate it. When I found out that I had to pay for mentorship, I was excited because I knew that I could cut down years off of my life. Every time I read a book, I probably save 10 years. Every time I invest in a mentorship, I probably save 30 years, 15 minimum. So I love paying for people's experience. You know, the 10,000 hour rule, it takes 10,000 hours for you to master something. Imagine if I could pay someone for their $10,000. I'll do it all day. Time is the most valuable resource that we have. It's it's non-refundable. So I'm more than happy to pay that fee to save myself time.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Right. I mean, I I, I love what you just said. Um, Alexis, there's there's one thing that uh, I, I noticed that uh, newer people cannot easily get into the action that you just talked about was mm-hmm. due to mindset, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people may be thinking, okay, yeah, like you said, I have to have a lot of money to be to pay other people for their time, right? I have to have money, I have to have something before I do something, right? So how do you um, say say you have a little sister and this little sister keeps telling you, hey, Alexis, I, I want to be like you, but I don't have money, I don't have W2, I, I, I don't know where, where I should start. And how do I know that I, I put up my last time into this so-called mentorship or so-called, you know, coaching program, this book or whatever. How, how do I know there's an RI?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my opinion on that is time is the most valuable thing we have. In the beginning, sometimes it may be all that you have. So you have to figure out how to use it wisely. My biggest advice to someone looking to get started with no money would be to look at your experience. Look at what have you spent the last X amount of years of your life doing? What am I good at? What am I not good at? What do I like? What do I not like? And then I would find someone, whether it be a Facebook group, a networking event, my first networking event where I scored a job for a wholesaler that was doing a million a month. I Googled it. I said, Orlando real estate meetup. And I met my next opportunity, but I then used my time to add value to other people. I use my time to add value to someone who knew, who had knowledge that I wanted. Remember time, money, knowledge. You need one of the three. So fortunately, Thanks to God, everyone was gifted with the 24 hours in a day. And it's one of my favorite principles. I'm I'm like, there are billionaires, millionaires, multi-billionaires, trillionaires. Everyone has the same amount of time in a day. So when you are not making as much money as what you want or who you want, someone you look up to, my question is not, what am I doing wrong? It's what are they doing with their hours that I'm not doing? And I will, I will sacrifice my time, my money to learn the knowledge of what they're doing with their time.
0: Love it, love it, and so now I think this is a perfect timing for for us to get it getting into the next topic, right? You just said time is the most valuable thing that you can buy, right? Mm-hmm. And that that potentially lead to how do you leverage other people's time, right? So wow. um, building team is certainly one way, right? Um, you just mentioned that uh, you now own a uh, wholesale, you know, door knocking business, which is a eight people business. Tell right. us a little bit about how you get started and why door knocking? Why wholesaling? Yeah,
1: yeah. so I started wholesaling because it was the lowest barrier to entry, right? You don't need any money. All you really need is time and hustle. And so I started door knocking foreclosures. I saw tons of success on my YouTube channel. I think my first probably 20 videos are all about door knocking foreclosures. Now now I have a team of eight people who, who go out and knock the counties of Atlanta. And the only, everyone asks me too, how do I build a team? How do I build a team? You can't build a team until you have become a successful leader yourself. The only reason that my team has come to fruition is because I did the personal development to be a good leader. A lot of people try to lead a team without knowing the knowledge and having the security in the personal development themselves. And unfortunately, that's one of the most important skills. I, In fact, I hired someone who is a transaction coordinator for my business. I don't know half the stuff that she's talking about. But because I I developed, I had personal development, and I created an opportunity, and I did the work, and I I created this business, I have now put myself in a position to lead and hire and bring on people who are smarter than me. You can't do that in the beginning without having an understanding like, hey, I don't know how to communicate. I don't know how to lead. I don't know how to keep people accountable. All those things are are really important skills, but those skills come after being a hustler. Being a hustler is what gets you from zero to one. Being a hustler is not at all what gets you from one to 10. And I I recognize that lately. In fact, in my wholesale business, I have had the urge to call leads so badly. I'm like, oh my God, we could be doing a lot more deals if I just got on the phone, if I just worked in the business. But that's the mindset that, that's the exact mindset I'm trying to step away from. Now I'm saying, okay, who can I hire? Maybe I need to go hire a closer. Maybe I need to post on Indeed because that's the mindset that will actually grow your business. But I would never know that. I can. I can never know that if I was never the one on the phone. So mm-hmm. it's it's a process. in the beginning, a lot of people try to skip the hustle phase and try to lead right away. It just it's just not how it works, in my opinion.
0: Love it. So that being said, uh, you do to learn. You don't learn to learn, right? Mm-hmm. You basically, do the thing that you want to do and learn the skill that you need from doing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: taking action is, is the best way to learn for sure.
0: Exactly, exactly. So um, give us an idea on what the first deal looked like. I mean, from you, you know, yes. the very first day that like, what, what what did it look like?
1: I love when people ask me this question. So I mentioned I got a job when I first started for a wholesaler that was doing a million a month. They had great social media team. And every time I would close a deal with them, they would post it on social media like you would bring this gong. And there was this fix and flipper who saw me. I was closing like two or three deals a week. And there was this fix and flipper who saw me closing so many deals for them. I was clearly good at closing. That's when I learned sales. And he messaged me. He said, Hey Alexis, I see you're crushing it at that office. I have a lead. I'm a fix and flipper. I want to buy this property, but I don't know anything about sales. If you come on my appointment, I will pay you an assignment fee. And that's I, it was like an hour, it was like an hour-long appointment, and the guy paid me five grand because I, I closed the deal for him. And that's like the, the best per hour rate I would ever I was eighteen at the time I ever experienced in my life. Um and that one hour, yeah, one hour, five thousand dollars five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, easiest transaction ever. That was my first deal. That was my first solo deal. I had closed like thirty deals for the guys working for, but that was my first deal. Um and was after, it hard at all? Was it hard?
0: Yeah, was it hard at all for you like for you at the time? Like what at does that, it look like?
1: At that point, it was not hard for me. You know, at the point where I'm at now, sales has become unconscious. You know, every conversation that I'm having, I'm using, like, I have influential, like, there's little things like mirroring. And a lot of sales is just, like, having a good conversation, communication skills, mirroring, being able to, you know, make the person feel comfortable with you. Um, but that appointment was not hard because I had been on the phone so much. Like, to put it in perspective, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., every single week I was talking to sellers. So I know the objections like the back of my hand. I know what to say, how to say it, how to move the conversation along, how to slow it down. So it wasn't hard for me at that point. Um, but that was my very first deal. And th- at that appointment, I realized I now have knowledge and skills that other people don't have. So th- you go sacrifice your time to accumulate the- accumulate those things. In my opinion, to be honest with you, Benjamin, money is one of the, los- the most least leveraged um, it's the least leverage. All the money's green, not all the deals are good and not everybody has good skills. If someone tells me they're a private money lender with a hundred grand, you know, that's great. But what else? What other value can you add? You know? When you really understand that there are trillions of dollars circulating in the United States at any given second, you start to think a lot differently.
0: Awesome. Love it. And so I guess after that deal, you start to think about how you're going to continue with your business instead mm-hmm. of Thinking about how I can make more money, yes. from for other people or yes. from working right. with other people, right?
1: Exactly. I love that you said that because after that deal, I was like, "Oh wow, well, I can do this on my own." So they come like my contract with the company terminated. They were like, "Hey, you can't you can't be doing wholesale deals." I was like, "Screw you guys! I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go crush this." Um, and so after that, I was like, "Okay, how can I make a business out of this?" And that's when I used some of the money that I had had from that job to invest into Sub Two again reinvesting my resources into further personal development for, for my business. And I don't think I'll ever stop investing in personal development. Grant Cardone says, number one, invest in yourself. Number two, invest in your business. And number three, invest in real estate. A lot of people try to put money into the asset and into the business so they can solve all their problems. None of your problems are going to go away. If you don't invest in yourself, your mindset, your heart, your energy, You know, your conversations, all that stuff is, in my opinion, the most important thing by far.
0: So if we can get to a little more specific on investing in myself, investing in yourself, like what does it look like to be actually investing in yourself? You mentioned about reading uh, reading books, uh, like uh, actually doing it, making mistakes and all that. Like, how do you uh, be consciously investing in yourself?
1: Yeah. I think some of the main things when people say that all the time, investing in yourself, it's like, what does it mean? Right? Some of the main things that I qualify or like I would say is investing in yourself is building skills, building habits and recognizing patterns. So when it comes to building skills, what, what skill sets would help me become a better business owner, would help me become a better husband or wife, would help me become a better X, Y, Z. And where can I learn those skill sets? And I'll pay someone to learn those skill sets. Um, like, let, let, let me think, what have I paid for recently? I like I'll, I'll just take a course on like how to edit or a course on how to use my, my camera. I told you, I just set up this camera. Like I'll, I'll pay and sacrifice my time or money to find out skill sets that can make me better at things that I want to improve in building habits. Hey, what am I doing every day? What am I eating every day? Maybe I should invest in a better um, diet, invest in better groceries you know, invest in a personal trainer. I invested in a personal trainer and my fitness is, has been much better than it has ever been. Um, so building habits, am I reading every day? Am I meditating? Am I aware of where my energy is building, being spent every day? People talk about spending money and spending time. They don't talk about spending energy. So, you know, example of that, I hired a TC for one of my wholesale deals and she we catch up like uh, once or twice a week and she tells me what she's doing. Maybe it takes an hour or two of her time But if I were to do that, it's mental real estate and energy for me that I don't want to sacrifice. I could be spending that energy on creating really great content or creating more opportunities. I believe my job is to create opportunities, not to call the bank, right? It's energy. Spending your energy is something to be aware of. And then lastly, recognizing patterns is something to be aware of. So when I was doing a lot of personal development, I would write down every every day like a journal of what I did every day. And I would go back and read the journal and say, what are the things that I'm doing on a regular basis? How do I feel on a regular basis? And I would consciously try to improve that every single day. The thoughts that I think every day. Because the things that you think about every day are going to come to fruition. So I would try to improve, I would re- try to recognize patterns in the way that I feel, the way that I talk, what I spend money on, what I'm eating, what I'm doing, how I'm spending my time. I would try to recognize patterns in that stuff.
0: Love it, love it. And Alexis, I, I'm not sure if you recognize well, you must have uh really you know i, I you know what i notice is that there's there's a lot of people who are who may be in their 30s or 40s or even 50s that are doing things that they're not even aware that they're doing right mm-hmm. so what you what you talk about you know building skills habit you know rec- recognizing pattern those are very consciously managing your time managing you know your body managing your skill set right uh, how, how many people out there who are in their you know, eighteen or nineteens, hiring personal coach for all these things that Alex has just talked about. Right. So, um, and as a as a father of two right now, I, I, I want to 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 uh you know talk to people who just get into this um space and especially who are just getting into it. If you're single, to me that's your biggest asset. Right? Mm-hmm. You got the time, you get to control what you need to do, what you want to do and how you're going to do it, right? Because when you start to have family, when you get married, when you have kids, that is something that you can control all the time. So you better uh equip you know by then to outsource a lot of things with the capital that you may have built up already right yes. so um if if that is the if that's one thing that I get to talk to you know myself you know in nineteen years old, I, I would certainly do that but thank you for thank you for clarifying that because I, I believe that is very, very helpful to many people. Um, let's touch more on building teams. So when you are talking about building team, you're adding people into your your team, basically doing the, doing the work for you. How do you know that this is the right person to hire? And how do you know that this person will screw you over, or you know, not me? I mean, it's maybe even your coaches. How do you know this is the right coach to have?
1: Yeah, I love that question. You, you don't always know, right? You definitely don't always know. I do my best to hire and filter. And I think hiring is actually my next level of personal development. How can I filter who's coming into the business? And um, and if they're going to be good at doing their job, I do a pretty good job of, of trust and, and vibe. Like, hey, is this person going to be a good fit culturally? Are they going to, do they feel like, are they going to screw me over or anything like that? I feel like I do a pretty good job of that. Every, everybody that comes in and or leaves, we have good terms. We never, I never had any bad situations, but when it comes to the qualification and the, you know, the background, the experience, I have a tendency to hire people who want an opportunity, which is not the best thing to do as a business owner. You know, you have to look at resumes and and the qualified, especially when you're trying to grow a business, when you're starting and you know, every role of the business is fine because you can teach people what they need to know. But when you get to a point where you're trying to explode, you have to hire people who are smarter than you. You, you shouldn't be able to teach every single role in the business. You know, you should be hiring people that are smarter than you. Um, but what I do know about building teams is that culture is extremely important. High performers want a high performer as their leader. Very smart people don't want to work for people who feel dumber than them. So you have to showcase your ability to have courage, your ability to lead, even when you don't always know what's the next step. People who have jobs have the job for, for one reason, security, they trust that someone's going to pay them. So if you can develop and showcase that security and a good culture, Hey, not only am I going to pay you, but you're going to have fun while you're here. Not only am I going to pay you, but you're going to learn while you're here. Not only am I going to pay you, but we're going to have events together as a company, if you can showcase the culture and the security, you know, I, I personally don't think you'll, you'll ever have problems building a team. There's there's always people waiting to be inspired. And that's why I'm, I'm so big on personal brand and everything, because if you are inspiring, you know, you have your podcast. People want to be around other people who make them feel good, who make them feel excited who make them get fired up about something. So that's my personal favorite thing about building teams and, and watching people grow at some point. You know, I will not be able to teach every role in my company, even with the TC, like I just mentioned. But watching people grow and develop is one of the most amazing things. I think about, you know, you with kids all the time. I, I have some people in my company who, who have learned a lot over the past six or seven mm-hmm. months. But I can't imagine just watching their development as mentally learning real estate, underwriting deals is amazing. I really can't imagine what it's like to like watch a whole human being just grow up. It's probably the most amazing thing ever.
0: <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I still remember the first Time, the first time I'm trying to hire somebody i have no clue what to hire mm-hmm. so so i you know what what i did was i, I actually couldn't sleep the night before and i you know <laughs> sit i'm sit in front of my computer and just lay a whole a huge excel file and say hey you have to you know do this do that check you know check this and all that and you have to report to me on blah 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 and how do you report and all that and then there was a that was, uh, you know, <laughs> a horrible experience, you know, hiring <laughs> you for the first person because I didn't know how to hire. So to yeah. me, I believe that that is a skill set. And this is why I ask you how, how you hire people. Um, and I love but that I, you. Yeah.
1: I, I do. I do set expectations. So um, Layla Hormozy actually has really, this is who I've largely been learning from, Layla. She has great content on how to hire and how to fire. So I do set expectations when I hire. I don't just hire anyone with a heartbeat. What I think the the plate my blind spot is hiring people with the direct experience. Like on my door knocking team, I have people who want to learn about real estate and are really excited, and they need knowledge. Again, they're sacrificing time in exchange for knowledge and money. Of course, when the, when the deal gets closed, they're commission based. But I, I think about often. Imagine if I hired people who were door to door sales reps. My business would probably go a little bit higher, right? Imagine mm-hmm. if I hired people with some experience, so. I do set expectations. I set KPIs. It's very important. I have. I, I let them know. Hey, there's going to be accountability meetings. There's going to be meetings on feedback. There's going to be sales training improvements. Um, but when it comes to the experience, something better that I gotta get. I gotta get better at filtering for sure.
0: Awesome. Um, can you share a little bit of, about the resources that you learned about how how you hire, how to fire, how to um, you know know where people to fire? And you, you mentioned Layla um, is one big. Um, resource did you learn it all from like her like YouTube yeah like... so
1: there are two two main resources that i get like sort of information on how to hire and how to run a team the first one is traction book traction by gina wickman it's a great book for learning how to hire how to hire and retain talent run a team um and manage people um, and then Layla has some really good content. And honestly, I think Layla takes some of the stuff from traction and kind of rebrands it as her own. Cause the traction, the book is so good. Traction is really, really good. So like one, one, um, one core thing that I learned from traction is something called GWC and that means get it, want it, have the capacity to do it. So when I'm looking at someone for a position, do they understand the position? Do they actually understand it? Do they understand what they have to do? Do they understand what this requires? The second thing is, do they want to do it? Like, yeah, sure, they get it, but is this a good fit for them? Do they want this position? And number three is the capacity to do it. Do they have time? Do they have money? Do they have the computer that they need? Do they have the cell phone? Do they have the capacity to fulfill what needs to be done in order for this to be successful? That's one major thing that I look at. Another thing that I do is I put like kind of core values <clears throat> excuse me, I put core values and I'll put a plus or a minus if I think they represent those core values well.
0: Plus or minus?
1: Yeah, that's another thing that's in um, interaction. You'll list out your core values and then you'll filter that person through the core values of the business or your personal core values. Preferably you do it through the core values of the business, but a lot of times as the business owner, your core values are very similar to, uh, to the businesses.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Hey, I, I didn't know anything about this. I, you know, I really appreciate you sharing all, all these things. I'm certainly going to look up the books and learn. Yeah. But this is a, this is amazing. You know, Lexus. Um, you know, build, building team. I'm sure there's there's a lot of different topic that that uh, that worth you know a, our time to study more and you know essentially be, become a great you know leader. Um, the other thing that I see that you have amazing skill set is networking. So let's talk about how you network, and 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 also I, I also learned that you you are very intentional on how you network with people, right? And, and I bet that is one of the skills that that you took time to study, and you know eventually eventually be so good. So tell us a little bit about a secret.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, every single thing that people see today, it doesn't happen on accident. You know, all this stuff took a lot of studying, and it's just that simple. There are people who are better at it than me, so I want to know what they're doing that I'm not doing. It's just really, really simple. People try to overcomplicate things. Um, when it comes to networking, I read books like How to Win Friends and Influence People. I wanted to know how is it that one person can go to a meetup and walk away and say, oh, that, that wasn't good. Like, I didn't make any good connections. And another person can go to the same meetup, someone like Pace Morby, and walk away with you know 15 different business partners. I was so curious about that. How could I improve my conversations? And at a meetup, at like a networking event, you're not spending 30 minutes with people. You're spending like five to seven. So I wanna know how to quickly make an impact and how to get people to, to, to be attracted to me, to have a reason to follow up with me. One of the biggest things that I preach right now is you have to give people a reason to want to talk to you. You have to give people a reason, whether it's you have time, knowledge, or money, it all comes back to those three resources. You have to give people a reason to follow up with you. So one of the big things that I did was I read, you know, how to win friends and influence people. The other thing that I did that I think is important, I haven't mentioned as much right now is like reps, just putting in the reps. I would go to these meetups, I would meet people and just practice, like practice. How did that conversation go? How do I feel after I left that conversation? Do I feel like that's going to go somewhere or do I feel like that was trash? Like what I've done really good now is like every single person that I talk to, I have an idea of, you know, what we could do together. Whereas before, I would talk to some people and I, I don't feel like I did a good job of saying, How could we link together? How could we put our brains together to get something done? Now, do I do something with every person? No. But the practice of figuring it out on the phone or figuring it out at the meetup and like really sh- extracting the most value out of that five to 10 minutes is, is a skill. Um, so <clears throat> the other thing that I realized was you just have to ask better questions. You know, if you ask, What's your favorite color? Your conversation is going to be pretty surface level. So mm-hmm. one of my favorite questions when I um, when I'm going to go to these meetups, especially when I'm talking to higher level people, you know, I'll ask them about how they got started. Usually their eyes will light up. I'm like just trying to trigger certain certain emotions and associated mm-hmm. with talking to me. I mm-hmm. ask them how they got started for sure. I'll ask them um, like what was the biggest lesson they they wish they knew when they got started. And then the last thing that I'll ask them after they've talked about their experiences is i'll congratulate them i'll say oh my god congratulations this is super inspiring you know with all the success that you had you know what are you still struggling with and then i'm trying to figure out with that question how i can add value to their life how i can give them a reason to follow up with me and sometimes i can't sometimes they say they're struggling with something that i know nothing about maybe i know someone else that i network with that i could connect them to but that's that's how you know i try to practice having the conversations especially when i'm talking to someone who It has way farther and way more successful than me. When I'm talking to someone who's maybe getting started, I'm asking them, what are you spending your time doing? I'm trying to figure out what is it that I can help them with? What are you struggling with? What are you good at? Where do you work? I ask them those sort of questions so I can figure out how I can connect them or get them plugged in or give them an opportunity to make whatever dreams. What are your goals? I ask them that all the time. What are your goals to make their uh, dreams and, and stuff come true?
0: you're essentially answering my questions with of good questions. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Right? Because um, knowing how to ask a good question makes all the difference. There's only one way that you can talk about you, you yes. know, yourself. And but if you're talking with people with a good question, you can always get people to talk about themselves. So you make the conversation to be about them, not to be about you. That's exactly. what I love.
1: Yeah. And in those five, in those little five to 10 minute conversations, it's very easy to get away with not talking about yourself the whole time. Very easy. Cause you, you talk, they're like, you get them, they get excited. Everyone's excited. And then you move like, Hey, we'll connect. Usually I'll go, I'll send you a calendar. Let's hop on a zoom. And then you, you're in, you know, you have more time with the person that you want to spend more time with. But yeah, in those situations, it's, it's very easy to, uh, some people, very few times, I would say about 15% of the time people will say, how about you? Like, how about you? But it's not natural someone who's saying that is either you know, really inquisitive or they also read all the books. <laughs> mm-hmm. So
0: you're basically meeting someone just like you studying all that and know all the tactic and, you know, know what question to ask. So <laughs> fantastic. And, I mean, of course that person would be someone worse was connected, right? So it's, yes. yes,
1: yes. I respect so, it. Every time. <laughs> yes,
0: for sure. For sure. Lexis, uh, our conversation has been wonderful and amazing and I love it. To be honest, I took a bunch of notes already and, you know, really love to learn from you. Um, There's so many other things that you and I should touch on more. um, But unfortunately, uh, we ran out of time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, please feel free, welcome to come back all the time. Um, We have, you know, more real estate to talk about. We have even lending that we haven't even touched on, right? Um, I hope next time when you come back, we have, um, you know, both of us have a lot of wins to celebrate and get to talk about to help our audience grow.
1: That's Alexis, true. is
0: there anything that you want to add, you know, in terms of last, um, you know, word that you want to share with our audience?
1: Yeah, yeah. The main thing I would say is, guys, at the end of the day, whether you do real estate or do anything else, it's always, it's always going to come down to who you hang out with. So it's, it's almost impossible for you to grow. You guys are stepping in the right direction with this podcast, but it's almost impossible or unrealistic that you actually grow without changing the people that you hang out with. Find your local meetups. Follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Alexis J. Morgan with two eggs. Get plugged into a community that can help you uh, achieve, you know, your goals. You guys can all find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the platforms. It is Alexis J. Morgan with two eggs. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Alexis. Um, thanks again for coming to our podcast today.
1: Thanks. Bye.